Oh yeah, welcome back to Back Door Cover. It is April 18, 2019. I am Micah Weiner and this is Brad Key. Yo Micah, what's good dog? Man, another day in paradise. It feels great to be with you. Paradise. Yeah, yeah. Don't you feel the excitement? Uh, yeah. Lots of sports happening. This is good. I'm going to have to have a cheeseburger because we're in paradise. Okay, yeah, I love it. Nice Jimmy Buffett reference. Thank you. Uh, what else is going on? What, what's new with you, Brad? You know, since the last time we spoke, not a whole lot is new. Okay, great. Yeah, it, it was a, you know, Tuesday went by, Wednesday went by, and now it's Thursday. Okay. So that's what happened. Well, I'll tell you what's new. Okay. There's some new material on Mind of Micah. Oh, boy. Including Micah's Read of the Week, co-hosted by Brad Keita on this week. Oh, that's a good point. If that you haven't listened to Tuesday. that, that dropped on Tuesday. That was a hot track, too. It was really good. It's uh, Mind Micah's Read of the Week on Mind of Micah, and it's about Tiger and Time. It's a, a great piece written about Tiger Woods and the passing of time. Uh, it was very deep. We enjoyed it. I think you'll enjoy it, it as well. It was a unique way of kind of celebrating his Masters win. Like I, it was a different type of take that you aren't going to hear at many other places. Like There's just kind of a unique perspective so to it. So check it out. Yeah. Mind of Micah, Tiger I enjoyed and that one. That was a good one. And guess one. what? There's more Mind of Micah content coming soon, including from Brad and I. We're going to be releasing something called Micah's Mailbag. And we got a lot of hotline calls about it, so thank you to everybody who called. I'll give you the hotline if you want to reach this show or Mind of Micah. It's 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. Save it in your phone. Call us whenever you want. Yes, lots of good stuff. Lots Excellent. of good stuff. Um, and we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. The NBA playoffs in full swing. Exciting stuff. The NFL schedule was... NFL schedule was released. That's something. Sort of exciting. Yeah. Uh, Gronk has been doing some shit. Gronk's always exciting. The golf continues after uh, last week at the Masters. There's golf this week at Hilton Head. Never sleeps. Uh, in fa- and most excitingly, excitingly, yeah, there is a uh, there's a new Masters, or there's a new Jeopardy champion that has made it to the radar of backdoor cover, and we're going to talk about it. That is Excited? Brad has no idea what we're going to talk about, but I'm, I think he's going to enjoy this. I haven't been excited about Jeopardy in many years, so let's see what you got. You know what I'm excited about? What's that? Sleeping tonight on my Lisa mattress. Oh, yeah. Because everybody has the right to rest. The key to getting your best rest, the right mattress. Meet Lisa with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all-foam Lisa mattress is new and improved, featuring cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers. Or... Rest on the Sapira Hybrid Mattress, which Brad and I both sleep on, not together, but it's the perfect combination of foam and spring. Two separate Sapiras. For pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody, as we mentioned. From day one, Lisa set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses. It's probably a lot more than that now. Through more than 1,000 nonprofits nationwide. Guys, if you need a mattress, if you need a pillow, if you need anything that lives in your bedroom, check out lisa.com slash BDC. That's L E E S A dot com slash BDC, like backdoor cover. Gets you 15% off your order. Go buy yourself a mattress. Don't fuck with a mattress salesman. Don't go to a mattress store. It gets delivered straight to your door. It's an easy and uh, quality product. Brad and I both recommend it. All right, let's talk some hoops. Uh, there are three games tonight, and they are all between teams that are tied in series 1-1. It's exciting stuff. Important game threes. We'll start with the 76ers and Nets uh, tied at 1-1. Game three tonight. 
in Brooklyn. Uh, the Nets and Sixers have some beef at the moment. Uh, Embiid hit hit a, hit a uh, net with a big elbow, and then when he was asked about the press conference, him and uh, Ben Simmons just laughed. They were just laughing right? and cackling, and this is apparently has really pissed off the Nets. I can see that. The Nets really uh, were impressive, stomping out the Sixers in Game 1. Uh, but the Sixers came back. They won very easily in Game 2. Uh, this is a big game. The uh, Sixers won by 22 in, in Game 2. So they're playing in Brooklyn. It might be tonight. easier to, for the Sixers to get away from that home crowd that's quick to boo. We still don't really know how healthy uh, Joel Embiid is. I'm excited about this. They haven't had. I don't know the last time the, the Nets have had a home game, a home playoff game, but I, I would imagine it's been a long time. It's, I mean, it has to be since, like, Prokhorov just took over the, the franchise, right? When they, like, basically sold their soul to get Paul Pierce and all those guys, and they gave the, 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 all the, tr- the draft picks that Brook, or, uh, I'm sorry, that Boston's still cashing in on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been many, many years, I'd imagine. Well, it's their first home game since 2015, so That's maybe not, not that, long. that long, but it's been a while. God, it seems like a lot longer since they've been relevant. They've been they've gone through a whole lot of things. Brooklyn's tight, man. They've got like a good like brand identity. They've got a cool court and they've got like that subway tile and all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, this Brooklyn team is fun though. And uh the Sixers have been compelling in their own way because they're sort of falling apart. There's a lot of talent there, but it hasn't been all successful and a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on there. Not to mention that that crowd when they turn on whatever their the home team, whatever uh, Philadelphia team that they're rooting for, like once they turn, it gets real ugly. So I don't we'll know. see. If, I, I think Brooklyn wins at least one game. You do back home, yeah. You think they take this? I seven? think they win in game three. Um, so we'll see. That's tonight. Um, the other game threes tonight. Uh, the Spurs and Nuggets are tied one one. Game three again tonight in San Antonio. Uh, the Spurs led by. 17 in game two and then uh gary harris just got insanely hot and stomped out the spurs down the stretch in the third and fourth course oh yeah murray went off on him and he had been playing like dog shit and so basically he was what was really causing strife for the nuggets and um people were really down on him after game one and he went through the first half of of game. I apologize. Two. I don't know why I got those two confused. It's all good. So we were we were certainly Gary Harris is a good player too, and they've all. But been Jamal really... Murray got cra- just got hot. Yeah, and, 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 and so like everybody's down on him. They get up. It's like halftime of game two, and they're getting their dicks kicked in again by the Spurs. And I think it was like mid third quarter. I'm not sure exactly what point in the game he got hot, but when he did, man, like it was like I think he went six or seven, something like that he really got hot and like that was just the difference like once he started hitting shots and was making difficult plays like it was uh kind of like an identity changer for that denver team and then jokic like he had another really good game he i think he he narrowly missed another triple double but yeah that squad's real tough when when they're making shots and and um the spurs just happened to to be playing that lockdown defense and they, they they were struggling to hit shots so uh it's interesting to see kind of the different reactions in the Spurs organization after that that meltdown. They had like interviewed Pop, and he was like fuming and pissed because he's like 
the mark of a good team is that once you have a lead going in that late into the second half, like you hold on to it. Like there's there's not like a potential for falling apart. And then they talk to DeRozan, and he's kind of used to having like they just it's kind of a different culture um, for the Raptors. And like he's like he's been involved in a few meltdowns, and he's like you know we played pretty good. Uh, it's a shame we lost our lead, but you know we we came out one one. Like it's okay. And then you go back to Popovich, and he's like cur- dog cursing like every player on his team. He's just pissed off, and it's like you're gonna have to kind of change that mindset, DeRozan. Like that's the. <laughs> Your coach is going to eat you alive if you keep up up that that you know kind of yeah. beta shit. So let's go. Let's get alpha. Yeah, I mean Jamal Murray. Just to to recap again, game two, uh, where the Spurs were, were really smoking them up nineteen seventeen in the second half. Murray had struggled all in the first three quarters, going zero for eight right for, through just with just three points, and then went for twenty one in the fourth quarter, including eight for nine. That's what it was, and two of three of down from downtown. I mean, he just got hot, and the Spurs couldn't do anything. Uh, it was discouraging. I th- feel like if the Spurs would have had a two two zero uh, vice grip on the series, we'd be in a much better place. And we are the Spurs. That's why I'm speaking in the third in the first person about my team. I feel like he's kind of like the poor man's Devin Booker. Murray, I'm talking about. I mean, he plays better defense. Well, and then he also plays on a much better team. Yeah. So maybe that's what opens maybe, up so maybe much Devin for, Bur- for Booker. Booker is the the poor man's Jamal Murray. Well, Devin Booker is getting paid a lot more than just about everybody else. So yeah, he, he's on that big boy contract. Well, anyways, that's uh, game three tonight in San Antonio. Should be a hot crowd. I mean, I I'm going to make a prediction, Brad. Let's hear it. I believe the team that wins game three will win this series, and I believe, and I don't know who's going to win game three. I'm not going to make a prediction. So. The winner of Game Three wins this. Yeah, series. you shouldn't pick your own favorite team's games. I think that the Nuggets are going to end up getting you guys, unfortunately. But okay, uh, that's just my prediction. I'm I don't have a vested stake. I just like both squads. But yeah, I, th- I think that the Nuggets have too much going. The only thing that the Nuggets really lack is that point guard, pr- like that that kind of point guard presence that can bring the ball up. Like their real facilitator is Jokic, and he, like he's a center. So while he is a genius passer and he has kind of like amazing ball skills, that kind of stuff. It kind of makes it tough when he can't dribble the ball off the court. Like he's in an untraditional position to be that that facilitator of offense, and so that's what's like my one like real worry about that squad. So I mean, we'll see if anybody's going to beat him with with less talent. It's the Spurs. Popovich has been known to to just about be able to beat anybody when he when his, when his players are playing for him. So uh, yeah, I like it. It's true. All right. Uh, and then the other game three tonight, Warriors and Clippers now tied 1-1. Speaking about teams that blow big fucking leads, the Warriors blew a 31-point lead in game two. Oof. And uh, in the third quarter, no less, a shocking result. And uh, now they face, they travel to L.A. to face the Clippers in game three. So there's a few things that I saw. I need to bring up the boss score so I can speak correctly to the to the statistics i'm thinking of off the top of my head but the really weird part about that that meltdown is that the the clippers came back shoot like with two point field goals like it wasn't like a barrage of three pointers i think it was something like they went like i'm speaking off the top of my head but it was like 13 for 15 or something like that from two point and like there was maybe two or three threes hit uh that's bizarre. That's, ex- that's exceptionally bizarre against this team and in this NBA where like people are just jacking threes like it's their job. And, you know, this team's got shooters on it. And Lou 
Lou Will just kind of like takes that pick and roll game with Montrezl Harrell to like the next level. And once they got going, man, it was just bloody murder. Like, and, and kind of, it was really depressing to see what happened to Boogie. And I think that that probably took some of the wind out of, out of Golden State sales. Not to mention like they're real thin, man. Like they've got those four stars and those are the best four stars in the league. And there's really not much to argue about that. Like they're a great team. They're a dynasty we get it. After that, though, man, like they're like Iggy's old, Andre Iguodala's old, and like you lose, you lose Boogie, and now it's like this guy named Looney who's coming in and starting for you at center, who's a good player, but he's young. I, I, I don't know, man. They look. It's just it shows weakness. It shows a chink in the armor. They got Houston in the next round. Should they get past the Clippers, which they most certainly will. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of like all the thoughts that are going through my head as I'm watching this meltdown. Like it's not necessarily indicative of what's going to happen in this particular series, but it's it's foreboding. It, it it's a bad sign for them moving forward. Like I thought going into the playoffs, like pretty much it was determined. Like Gold State is basically just going to roll. I'm not so sure, and I wouldn't even be surprised if they got bounced next round versus Houston. So Houston, uh, they are nasty. Houston's playing right now, and and we'll get to them in a minute. But yeah, yeah. Golden State. I mean, granted, they're up thirty-one points, and if they just hold on and win the game by twenty, we're not talking about the chinks in the armor necessarily. But in the playoffs, it's all about matchups, as we know. And when you take Boogie out of the equation, that's one less piece that they have, and so the load is going to fall more on the stars. Yeah, um, I think what was more telling is the fact that, like, the character of that team and like the the kind of like identity that they've carried themselves with over the last three or four years, like that wouldn't have happened when they were like really close and everybody's like happy. And like, it, it feels like they're a little bit splintered, like with, with Durant kind of like one foot out the door, possibly going to New York or wherever he ends up. Um, it just feels kind of like team feels weird. It doesn't feel like a safe place. <laughs> they're, they're not in a safe place basically. Uh, and yeah, like, like, you don't see a team melt down by 31 points that late in the game if they're a healthy, good organization, which they've been for so long, so you think it's a given, but I'm not so sure right now. Yeah. Golden State gave up 72 points in 19 minutes. Fucking crazy. Down and, the stretch. And that's all... Let me say that again. 72 points in 19 minutes. Does it say how many of those were threes? Like, it wasn't. It was not that. many. So it's almost three points a minute. That's that's just an insane number at a high clip. Yeah, um, and it, it, a great win for the Clippers, and and certainly a highlight for them. Like the Clippers may lose the next three games and be gone, but that'll still be that's a positive for the Clippers. They're fighting, and and Doc fights, and it's an impressive win. And but then on I mean, top of that, they don't have a chance to win this series. Obviously, you wouldn't think so. But on top of that, they've got spots for two max players next year. And they like all of th- this type of like performance out of the, their their role players that they have right now sets them up for like having really strong trade assets if they want to go for Anthony Davis this summer. Like, there's some different aspects to what they're doing right now that's going to greatly influence them moving forward into the 2020 yeah, season. Whatever, it's a, it's a good sign. Uh, I like this team too. Like, they're just like enjoyable to watch. There's not a whole lot of drama and like hate, and like everybody seems to like each other. Like, there's something just kind of endearing and enjoying about enjoy full. 
whatever. I enjoy this. Yeah, squad. they're going to get swept the rest of the way. Is Micah's prediction? I think that's. Do you a safe think they're going to win a game? Down another game in this series? Uh, I think Steph's going to be jacking threes from half court and making them. That's yeah. what I think. Okay, well, game three tonight. We'll find out back in L.A. I mean, if the, if the Clippers somehow win this one, the Warriors have to be like at least a little bit nervous, but we'll see. <laughs> it's just hard to get that nervous when you got two of the best three players in the league. Yeah. Uh, Raptors and Magic are tied at 1-1. Game three is tomorrow. The Raptors bounce back from their customary loss in game one. Uh, they won game two by 29. Back to reality, basically. Uh, this is going to be the first home game for Orlando in like seven years since they traded. Tra- uh, oh am boy! I? Since they traded Dwight Howard, you sound like Elmer Fudd. Yeah, sorry about that. So that's that should be fun to watch at least. It um, was great to see Lowry bounce back. Like the internet exploded and talked a bunch of shit about him, including myself. And he came out and really just like handled his business. And it feels it looks it's a good sign to see him like bounce back like that after so much strife and turmoil in his playoff career yeah um and then yeah like Kawhi is basically robot alien Kawhi. he's yeah, so he's freaking back. good um gasol's looking strong uh that, that squad all around is good and like it was that's what was so surprising to see orlando even be able to to kind of play with them the other thing that's interesting about that series is watching Eric Gordon or Aaron Gordon. I hadn't seen him play very often. Yeah, he is a freak, man. Like he, I forgot what quarter this was in, but he took it down the middle of the lane and did this kind of like Dr. J style finger roll. It was just so beautiful. So yeah, it's just like even if they're not competitive, at least there's like that physical aspect yeah, he's to their to game that's fun to watch yeah shout out to aaron gordon for also starring in uncle drew did he really yeah he played the bad guy basically yeah he must have got paid a shitload to go to arizona i think he's dating one of the gonzalez twins because he was he was their star he was a star for uh for arizona oh i forgot he the wildcats back in it well they're, they're in trouble so anyways uh, the raptors have been a team that has struggled to stay healthy most of the season uh it seems like they got most of their pieces in place I I think the Raptors are going to bounce back and and uh, look good, but like we said, first first home game in many years in Orlando, which is always a funny dynamic. So and we'll we see forgot how that... to mention Pascal Siakam. That guy is tight. Spicy P is what his name is. Yeah, right? I like that. I like that guy, and he doesn't like spicy food because there's enough. He's spicy enough personally. That's I think that's what, what he yes. said, right? Those are his he, and he's he's pr- like up for um, most improved player of the year in the league, like. He's worth like keeping an eye out for and watching in the playoffs. Like if you're looking for some sort of uh, vested rooting interest, or whatever, pay attention to him and Gordon in this series because those two guys are kind of relative unknowns. Uh, Orlando's kind of doesn't get on TV a lot because they typically aren't great, and then Pascal's kind of you know the third or fourth biggest name on that squad. But I think that he's on, an up and comer. Like he's going to be very good for a long time. So yeah. uh, keep an eye on them boys. Uh, we got Celtics and Pacers game three tomorrow. Celtics lead 2-0, uh, two games to none. Game three in Indiana, of course. I watched this game closely last night. You did. Tell yeah. us about what you saw. Uh, it was disheartening. So I, I I was rooting for Indiana to make this a series just because, you know, they they kind of lack any sort of star power with, with Victor Oladipo out and that means that they're kind of relying on Boyan Bogdanovich. I don't think I got that quite right. Close enough, though. That was good. People Boyan, know you're talking about. I like how his, his name is spelled like B O. Bogdanovich. Yeah, Boyan. Anyhow, he, he like he's got a stroke. 
He's he's got some pretty good mid range game. He can get to the to the rack. He's a pretty tall dude, but like I don't know. He's he's just kind of like a middle of the tier white guy from Europe or wherever he's from. Uh, and and so they're playing great, right? Uh, I'm talking about Indiana is playing great versus the Pacers. I'm sorry, versus the versus Boston Boston Celtics. And in game one, they came out. They were basically tied at halftime, and and they came out and like kind of shit the bed in the third quarter. In game two, they came out and they really like punched him in the face in the third quarter and got up, I think, twelve to fifteen, something like that, going into the fourth. And the 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 epicness of their meltdown into like to the mid to late fourth quarter was just really like disheartening. Like it was something that you don't really bounce back from. I think like had they at least not been so embarrassing in the way that they lost last night, like they were they were like down three and they had like a an inbounds play where they just threw it out of bounds. Like it never touched a person's hands. And then like after that they had a foul, then they got another shot at it and the guy just like Miles Turner tried to give it to uh Tyreek Evans and it, it like bounced off his hands. It went out of bounds. Like it was a embarrassing way to lose. And I feel like like it kind of pulled at the infrastructure, like the trust system of that squad and like it's gonna be hard for them to come back and bounce back from kind of like an embarrassing loss, even though there was so much to build on from there. If they had just kind of held things together and made it a respectable game there in game two, like they'd have a lot of momentum to go off of going into, you know, the home stand of the series. So I think that one's over, man. I think Boston sweeps, honestly. Uh, Tatum's a bad, bad boy, and so is, is uh, Kyrie Irving. Uncle Drew! So, yes, did I steal your thunder? Is, is, you is should that... have seen the disappointment on Micah's face when I got the Uncle Drew off before him. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I I can't imagine the Pacers are going to win three and four. They could win one of these games, but... I mean, series... at home, you would think, like... Yeah, they've the got Celtics a shot at it, but I'm telling you, better. you should have seen these dudes. They wanted to kill each other at the end of that game. Yeah, that's never a good sign. And if if you're not playing together and you're the worst team to begin with and your biggest star is Bojang Bogdanovic, you're in big trouble. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Blazers lead the Thunder two games to none. Game three tomorrow in Oklahoma City. This is the one series that's 2-0 where I'm not... I don't think it's over, basically. You don't. I think ha- the Thunder. Have they played a game since the last time we talked about them? Yeah, they played game two. But the Thunder uh, haven't looked great in this series. The Blazers have just been better, and Dame is so ice cold. They've been executing in the fourth quarter. I, I think there's no reason to believe that the Thunder won't win game three and four back home, though. I do. You I do? think that Paul George is injured. I, I, I think they're having problems. Right. They're shooting a really poor percentage from three, which. That's not the end of the world if you're able to D up and, you know, convert like really high percentage two point shots, but you get buried quick versus like a team like the Blazers who can just basically hit from anywhere inside the half court line, especially with Dame. I think that we kind of talked about how highly, how high my opinion of, of Dame is. Like, I just, I think that they're too much. And I think that with, you know, Enos Cantor kind of stepping in and actually playing pretty well. He had a, a, a weak second game. Like, it wasn't his best effort, but it was good enough to get it done. Play. He's a role player. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't play shit for defense. Like, he's trash. Like, he can't guard a pick and roll for the life of him. He doesn't contest at the rim. Like, it's not good. But he's got good offensive game, and he boards okay. If he can just do, like, a halfway mediocre, like, even less than 
decent, <laughs> they'd be better. He's pathetic, unfortunately, on the defensive end. But all that is to say, I think that this Blazers team came out and they they like really took it to heart how they got swept or whatever it was. However badly they got whipped by the Pelicans last year, I think that that kind of played a role with how they came out like determined to win this series. Um, and everybody was real high on Oklahoma City, like, and for good reason because Paul George was so strong, like he was playing so good through the year. Uh, and I just don't think that he's the same player. And I I think that it like highly influences how that team performs together. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. I think OKC is going to win games three and four, though. They've got a great home crowd there. And Russ is going to get you a game. Maybe one. And they can find a way to win one more. But you may be right. I think the Blazers ultimately win the series. Yeah. Uh, the other two series are don't look like uh, they're they're looking like sweeps, uh, especially Milwaukee leads Detroit two games to none. Blake's not playing. I don't think we really have to speak much on that game three well, Saturday there. So there's just a few things. Okay. So they, they kind of bottled up Giannis in the first. I watched a little bit of this. I don't have uh, I don't have NBA TV, so I was just getting highlights. But I was kind of keeping up with the storyline and and that kind of stuff and like. The deal there was that they had bottled up Giannis, and he really struggled through the first, like, maybe half of the game. Uh, I think it was the first half, yeah. And they had, like, um, you know Thon Maker is? He, sure, he, Thon so, McCur. Thon McCur. He was drafted by Milwaukee, and they traded him February 2019 to Detroit, which I was shocked to see that. He's now inserted into their starting lineup. He's replacing uh, really? Blake. And so he was basically having to guard uh, Giannis quite a bit, and then... At one point, he like blocked Giannis, and after that, it was like I'm going to kill you. Like Giannis went after this dude, and, like he got him into the lane and like backed him down, and then just one Bullied of him. the most vicious dunks I've seen in a long time. Um, it's funny to see two guys who've played with each other for so long. Like you could tell that Maker McCurr, he had like a he understood tendencies, Giannis's tendencies, and like which way he liked to go and how he liked to play, and it definitely like frustrated uh, Giannis. And then Giannis's like true potential kind of came through. Like, there's only so much you can really do with a seven foot freak of an athlete like that. So, with extremely good skills, by the way. And then the last thing is that he was hitting threes, and that's kind of like when Giannis, like in the coming years, when he starts becoming like a 35, 45 percent three point shooter, which I believe he will with his work ethic. He's gonna be a bad, bad, bad boy. So. Um, yeah, there's some highlights in there worth watching, but yeah, with Blake out, what are they going to do? Like nothing. Their next best players is what? Like Reggie Jackson or something. It's not, it's not looking good. Oh, I guess it'd be Andre Drummond who is like, basically he's like the best rebounder in the league. He, he, he definitely led the league in rebounds, but you know, they're, they're done. He, he's, this yeah. is a sweep. We've he, spent too much time talking about this. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to go okay. off on my Giannis deal. I appreciate your, your takes. Yeah. I mean, just to be clear, Milwaukee won the last game by 22, and they won the first game by 30. So we, we've wasted too much time. Well, I just want to let you know. It this was going to be a sweep. Do you think it's not going to be a sweep? Quarter. Oh, I do think it's going to be a sweep. Okay. Moving Unless on. Blake comes back. The Rockets lead the Jazz two games to none. Uh, game three in that series is Saturday. This doesn't feel... Utah has notoriously the best home crowd advantage in the league i feel like they win one of these two games this series is is done the rockets are just have too much firepower they're just too fucking crazy the way they play the rockets basically beat these dudes last night in like the first six minutes of the game like yeah it it was so brutal like the way they came out and like 
it was it it was defensively that the defensive aspects of Houston's game is what impressed me so much. Like the guys at Utah were struggling to like make ball handoffs, like at the top of the key and stuff, like things that are like kind of elementary did not come easily to them. And then on the other end, James Harden's doing like crab step back backpedal three pointers. Harden's and shit. ridiculous. He's unbelievable. He's, I mean, I think he's really playing better than he ever has. I too. think his I totally handles agree. are just insane. He's actually playing decent defense. He's passing exceptionally well like there are a lot of aspects to his game that have gotten so impressively strong so yeah let's see they, they had a 15 point lead three three midway through the, the second quarter so like what are you gonna do like they start down out hot that, yeah and they don't they just keep firing they're just relentless um yeah so that game game three saturday in utah We'll see if utah's got they, they just seem outmatched they don't have the the firepower to do it. no very few teams do but they seem uh, like they're in a world of hurt. Here you go. Uh, Harden controlled the game from the start as the Rockets raced out to a 39-19 lead after the first quarter yeah. where he scored just two points fewer than the Jazz. Harden did. Yeah, game yeah. over. Ouchie. Hey, Brad, when you're consistently on the go, grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, there's not much time to think about upgrading your style or your apartment. That's why I love getting a new box of awesome from Bespoke po- uh, Bespoke post each month (laughs) you got it bespoke post each month these guys are out scouting for quality and unique products to send in each box now you can experience it too at box of awesome box of awesome.com i can't do this read today if you go to box of awesome.com and enter the code backdoor at checkout you'll save 20 percent off your first box okay so all you have to do is visit box of awesome.com answer a few questions and that'll help you get a feel for the boxes that'll go best with your style. Brad, tell us a little yeah. bit about uh, your experience with Bespoke po- Bespoke Post. Post. You got it, buddy. Thank you. So I've got the Jet Set box, and this is basically a, a package for people traveling, which it came in super handy. I was in Cabo last weekend, as as some of you may have heard. Uh, it's got like a passport holder that's leather. It's like leather-bound passport holder book. It's got uh, one of those those charger boxes for your phones, and it actually comes with like compression socks, which you know you got to keep your stuff it's, tight. It's you know, good for flying because you're flying up and down. You got the pressures, different things going. It was really actually it came in excep- ex- excessively handy. Like having something to keep my my passport in was like it's a nice stylish kind of a piece game of leather too. too. Yeah, people were giving me uh giving me looks. I had I, had, I look like a rich person with a leather bound. Uh, passport. So I nice. recently it is nice. I recently got the aged kit. Oh, that looks tight. It is nice. It's got like uh, it's something for your home. It's on my bar cart right now. It's, it's something way, for your bar. Yeah, it's for your bar, and it's just manly as hell. You get to age your own uh, spirits. Whiskey. It comes with two two whiskey glasses, and then like these uh these wooden planks that that add like uh, depth and and age. To, to the flavor to your flavors mm. it's really cool and it all comes in really sharp packaging it comes straight to your door you can get one each month so it's stuff for your home stuff for travel um i like it and uh, it's all high quality stuff and the best part each box go each box goes for under 50 bucks but it has more than at least 70 dollars worth of unique gear waiting inside for you the first month you'll receive an email with your box details you have five days to change colors and sizes or to add extra goods to your box. If you're not feeling that month's box, then simply skip it. How easy is that? From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekender bags to classic top kits. They got a bunch of cool shit. Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for the modern man. 
All right, so one more time. To receive 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter backdoor at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Use promo code backdoor and save 20% on your first box. 20% on your first box with promo code backdoor. Bespoke post. Theme boxes for guys that give a damn. They got one called a terror box. It's got like a Bowie knife. It looks badass, too. Yeah. Yeah. So this is some manly shit. You're going to want to be a part of this. All right, let's talk uh, quickly about the NFL schedule release because, you know, if you want to hear about this, there's about a million. Like, I think the NFL Network's like doing like a 24-hour live ESPN stream. is too. Like their homepage so story is like projected matchups instead of the NBA. It's unbelievable. If you just wonder... You know, if you ever wonder what moves the needle in America, pro football is the one and only thing. It's so big, so much bigger than everything else. So, How are they doing this before the draft? They don't even know like what players are coming out and what's going to happen to these teams. Does that? I guess they don't. Rookies don't matter. particularly make that much of a difference, huh? I guess not. I mean, the, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be dramatically different if they draft a quarterback at the first pick. Perhaps, over. yeah. Anyway, uh, the the big headlines moving away from the NFL schedule. We'll talk about it just for a minute. Uh, the Browns have four primetime games, including three in the first five weeks of the season, which is uh, pretty dramatic. No team has, a few, has appeared in fewer primetime games over the last 10 years than the Browns. Only 11 times have they been on primetime games in the last 10 seasons. During that span, the franchise uh, obviously has the NFL worst record of 41, 118, and 1. The stars are like aligning for these dudes. Like the they've Browns, been drafting yeah. like... One, two, or three for what? How many years in a row? A like long a decade. Time. The Browns did win five of their last seven games after inserting Baker Mayfield in the starting lineup. And they in the offseason, of course, they traded for OBJ and pass rusher Oliver Vernon. They're gonna be uh, people nasty, are excited. Man. Yeah, and the offense was was fun to watch last they year. They picked up Kareem Hunt too, those they oh, yeah, pretty shameless. Yeah. Uh the NFL will open its regular season. It's the one hundredth season in the NFL on September fifth with uh, the Green Bay Packers and at the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Uh, the Patriots open their season September 8th against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. Both teams are projected to go 11-5. and five. That is some bullshit. <laughs> uh, whoever's making projections on teams right now can just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Patriots schedule uh, the champs also have a rematch of the AFC Championship game against the uh, Patriots, or not against the Patriots, against the Chiefs. New England will host the Chiefs in week 14, which ought to be a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun last year twice. Um, other pro football news, Gronk. You want to talk about Gronk? Always. Recently retired wild man Gronk. Uh, He's got so much time to get in trouble now. He's going to be in the news like every weekend. It's true. He what left he a do? dent in the Lombardi trophy that the team might or might not fix in the future. Wait, tell me more about this. I okay, he about showed this. up to the Red Sox opening day thing okay and a bunch of the the patriots like 20 of them were there can you think of a more bro and he got to that, throw out the, the first pitch but apparently he was taking batting practice with the lombardi trophy like he was using it as a bat okay okay <laughs> and uh no one thought he would actually follow through with use like he was in the box like yeah pretending to swing yeah, it yeah yeah and then he squared around and bunted a warm-up pitch Ooh. from uh julian edelman and it left a dent that's the size of a baseball in the, in the Lombardi truck. This is why you can't have nice things, Gronk. And then the team team executive uh, says that we're going to keep the dent to tell the story. Get the fuck out of here. I hate you, Boston. I hate you the most. Yeah, I can't think of a more bro. Like, can you imagine all the drunk bros there that are just broing out with Gronk and Edelman? Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some golf. Golf. The RBP, R, 
RBC Heritage this week go. in Hilton Head. Uh, Brad, tell us a little bit about this tournament. This is a, a very short buttercut. Yeah, super short buttercut. There aren't so, a lot of top um, players playing this week. Yeah, right? they're in South Carolina. It actually is a really strong field considering the Masters was last week. They've got Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, Francisco Molinari, Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, and Kevin Kisner are all uh, teeing it up. It's an interesting uh, setup. This particular course is not uh, one that that you need to be able to hit it particularly long. It's more about having like kind of deftly shaped shots. Like you'll have like a tee shot where you need to hit a draw because the the court the the whole dog legs to the left. Then you'll have one. You'll have your second shot that that kind of goes to the right. So you'll need to hit a fade. It's so, like you have to have like kind of a wide variety of uh, shot shapes in your bag to be able to be kind of compete in this particular event. Um, yeah, just, there's a lot of people that finished second or third in the masters, which is kind of interesting to come in out. And there's going to be like, kind of like a lot of people kind of still feeling that high trying to chase down tiger. So I think it's going to be an interesting event. Um, Kucher sits atop the FedEx. Cup. Oh God, not y- that your cock. boy. Uh, so he, he tees it up for his ninth event in 12 weeks. So yeah, it takes well, real you know, dedication. When, you're as, when to, you're as cheap as the cooch, you got to make as much money as you can. Fuck that guy. No, that's the opposite. When you're cheap, you don't got to make as much money because you don't give any away. Well, he's playing nine times in six or six times in nine weeks. Uh, nine nine times in twelve weeks. Okay, he's, which is he's, he's really he's, he's a greedy it. little bitch. Basically, uh, that's what I'm trying to. He's get trying at. to hang on to the top spot. All right, fuck coocher. All right, well that's that was that was today's buttercut. Enjoy. That's golf. Yeah. All right, Brad. Let's talk Jeopardy. Okay, so we're gonna we're you gonna rush Alec, through golf so we can talk Jeffrey. Yeah, you okay, heard Alex Trebek is gonna die, right? No, he has a terrible form of cancer, but he's gonna keep doing Jeopardy because he's got a contract. This happened a few months ago. Sorry, That's dedication, man. Yeah, we love Alex Trebek here. He's Canadian, uh, but there's a guy. There's someone else happening there. Okay, God, I sound really heartless. Uh, <laughs> Las Vegas sports better James Hollizer is rewriting the Jeopardy record books on almost a nightly basis. On an episode that aired yesterday, Hollizer topped his own single-game winnings mark with $131,000 to capture his 10th straight victory. He's won almost $700,000 during his 10-day run and is already second on the show's all-time regular pay winnings list. Wait, how does this work? You get to go If you win, you come back the next day. Oh, I don't even know how Jeopardy works. Yeah, if you the winner comes back the, the following day. So he's I, I was more 10, a Price is Right guy. In, uh, yeah, he's won 10 days in a row. Uh, there's a great documentary about the Price is Right on uh, Amazon, actually. There's a pretty good movie it's called, called Happy Gilmore. Too much. Oh, shut Have up. Have you seen that? <laughs> all right, anyway, he's won $700,000 so far. He's in second place all time behind only Ken Jennings. You, you, you know the name Ken Jennings. Maybe. Jennings won more than $2.5 million. During a 74 game winning streak. You're assuming in I know a person who won money in 2004 on Jeopardy? He won 74 games in a row. He was like on Jeopardy for like a whole year, basically. I think I was a pledge that year. I couldn't watch television. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, Hollister is on pace to surpass Jennings in just 36 games and now owns the four most prolific single day performances ever on the show. That's oh, impressive. he's so memorable. I'm going to remember this guy forever. All right. Well, he's a sports better. That's why he's a, it's a sports story. Oh, okay. On Wednesday's episode, listen to this shit, though. Okay. He went 40 for 40 on responses in the first two rounds and went into final Jeopardy with 71,000 fellow contestants, uh, whatever their names are, had only $5,400 and $5,000 respectively and were joking about uh, their defeat headed to the, the final. 
The guy went 40 for 40 in the first two rounds. He doesn't get anything wrong. I saw a Geico commercial that was, I think they dropped because of this guy. They must have. Just like recently last night, I saw this Geico commercial and it was, the guy won like $5 million and everybody said $0. And the guy's like, I hope I get out of here soon. He's like, not very likely, Bill. This guy's, okay, we're not talking about Geico commercials. Anyway, the, the last thing was about, uh, <laughs> he's won 10 in a row. He's a sports better. That That's the story. Keep your eyes on Jeopardy, okay, people? All right. Uh, and look at those responses. 40 for 40. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. That's the only numbers you need to remember. That's our hotline. Put it in your phone. Call us when some sports things happen. We want your hot takes. Brad, we've reached the end of today's program. Tell the people where they can follow you. Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Where can they find you, Mike? Great. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Great. And, of course, on Snapchat at Micah T-X, M-I-C-A-H-T-X, like Texas, you big dumb bitches. Call the hotline. We'll be back next week. Brad, you got anything else for the people? Please call us. Check out Bespoke Post. And uh, I can't say it, but just Bespoke go to post. boxofawesome.com. Promo code backdoor saves you 20%. They really are awesome boxes. And of course, lisa.com slash BDC gets you 15% off your mattresses and anything at lisa.com slash BDC. Sapira. That's where it's at. That's it. And that's all. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>